In this first episode, we are going to navigate from the present to the past and see how past representations and narratives are being used in order to tell something new about the present. If the meanings and implications of the narratives on the figure of feminine prostitution were built in the 19th and 20th centuries, well, yet they are very often modified and adapted to present times to fit a new discourse. We are thus going to ask ourselves the following questions in this episode. What are the present uses of such past narratives? What are the several contemporary discourses behind these uses? And what purposes do they serve in regards to current feminist debates in France? This first episode will be divided in two main parts. First of all, we are going to study the current mobilization of the 19th century through the specific feature of the brothel. Then, in a second part, we will make the link between past literary references and contemporary French cinema. The second focus will allow us to study the main current representations of prostitution, which are mostly in continuity with traditional narratives, but also sometimes in rupture with them. Le métier, ça prend sur le tas, il est difficile. Si ça fonctionne pas pour toi, je peux pas te garder. T'as quel âge maintenant 16 ans. Pourquoi tu veux venir ici Pour être indépendante, être libre. Pour être libre On est dans une maison close ici, la liberté c'est dehors, c'est pas ici. To make the link between the present and the past, uh, the feature of the brothel is paramount to nowadays representations of feminine prostitution. But then you might ask yourself, why the feature of the brothel? 
According to the Encyclopedia of Prostitution, uh, back in the 19th century, brothels designated a place regulated by the French government in which women conducted commercial sex and a place in which brothel owners extracted a profit by facilitating kind prostitute exchanges. So the brothel, even if it was abolished in 1946, remains in France a specific feature of its own within the field of cultural and historical representation of feminine prostitution, mainly because it actually really obsessed elite artists in the 19th century. For instance, uh, Edgar Degas, a well-known naturalist painter, painted about 50 scenes of houses of tolerance. In parallel, in current debates, we clearly notice a significant and collective nostalgia of the brothel in France. For instance, in 2018, uh, the French deputy Chantal Brunel actually proposed the reopening of the brothels under a new name, Les Maisons Ouvertes, but most importantly, this nostalgia can be seen in how much the French brothel is being remobilized in contemporary films and books as a way to contribute to a modern discourse. Brothels and the theme of the confinement of prostitutes, which gained momentum in the 19th century, is very much relevant today. Um, why is that so? Well, because of the interpretation that are made from the strategy of confinement, which in the 19th century is central to houses of tolerance. Uh, basically, at the time, prostitutes had to follow various constraints, which derived from a regulatory system. It was based on control, surveillance, and criminalization. Alain Corbin even talks about une prostitution enfermée, a confined prostitution. And because of this current interest, this confined prostitution keeps to be popularized. I want to give you this example of the Canal Plus series Maison Close. This series, to me, really adds up in some ways to how society currently fantasizes La Maison Close. Je suis Hortense. Laissez-moi vous présenter ma maison, très chère. Voici le salon principal, où vous pourrez vous détendre entre deux badinages. Le salon de choix, où les filles vous attendent. Les chambres sont à l'étage. Théâtre de tous les fantasmes. On the whole, this series shows well the fantasy of the brothel in a French collective imaginary. If in the first episode prostitutes are being portrayed as seducers, well, yet the main focus is made on the fact that they are under the scrutiny of men, sort of trapped into the brothel. So really, that type of mainstream representation always ends up marginalizing brothel prostitutes and also echo with the 19th century narratives. However, the theme of confinement and the brothel can actually be used in order to advocate for contemporary feminist interpretations. La Polonie de Souvenir de la Maison Close by Bertrand Bonello is a great film made in 2011, actually illustrates the relations between past and present artistic narratives in a very thought-provoking way. There is this attention to tackle prostitution through the brothel and through the relation past-present that is clearly exposed in the ending scene. There is an ellipse of a century. We project the audience from the brothel in the very beginning of the 20th century to a scene showing prostitutes in 2011 on the Parisian Ring Road. And according to uh, Eric Fassin, this scene shows the political dimension of the film, which is not based on nostalgia, but on the desire to project the Parisian brothel into the present. And this is a very clever way to show two continuous yet very different faces of prostitution. 
Then, the film's political dimension also lies in the modern interpretation of the brothel as a feminine collective and as a place of sorority. La Polonide is seen by Maria Marzucchi as a feminist reading of the Parisian brothel. She argues that the director uh, portrays a group of prostitutes living in solidarity, using humor, courage, sometimes illusions, but always without conflict. And this is this absence of conflicts that actually prevents both a male-gazed rivalry between these women and um, a sort of hysterisation of their relationships. But most of all, according to Eric Fassin, this modern look on the Maison Close avoids any miserabilist discourse on brothel prostitutes, which challenges mainstream depictions of the brothel prostitutes. La pute était pour moi vraiment un symbole de toute puissance du désir et j'avais envie de j'avais envie d'être l'une d'elles. The book La Maison by Emma Baker also has a feminist reading of the brothel. She basically connects past literary depictions of the brothel to her own writing um, in order to counter the male gaze. De la Justine de Sade, à qui vous empruntez d'ailleurs le nom, pour vous qualifier, pour vous nommer dans ce livre, Emma Baker à la Nana Zola, la célèbre cocotte des Rougon-Bacquard, la littérature vous a aussi d'abord, à vous, ouvert les portes de la maison close. C'est parce que vous aviez cette expérience littéraire et vous mettez beaucoup aussi en exergue Louis Calafert, hein, l'auteur de La mécanique des femmes, parce que vous avez lu tous ces livres, que vous aviez envie d'entrer dans une maison close par le biais de la littérature Oui, et aussi parce que je ne perdais pas non plus de vue que c'était des, des, des bouquins écrits par des hommes. Hein. Donc j'avais envie de mettre justement ce bagage littéraire, cette expérience du bordel littéraire, en contact avec la réalité du métier et ce que ça me fait à moi en tant que femme, en tant que femme écrivain et en tant que femme tout court. The past narratives of the brothel are thus very often adapted in order to contribute to the current feminist debates. An example of the mobilization of the brothel within the French feminist debates is the link that can be made between the notion of confinement of prostitutes, um, mainly the notion of enfermement brought up by Alain Corbin, and the gendered appropriation of the public space. In terms of power relations, we can assume that there is that there are similarities between the symbolic violences that female prostitutes and women are being subjected to within the public sphere. François Gilles says that street prostitutes are labeled as deviant because they invest in the streets and make their sexuality visible. From that point, we understand that the 19th century's strategy of confinement solves the issue as it confines the prostitutes. It confines the deviants to an enclosed place. And this binary opposition between the outside and the inside is very much still relevant within gender social relations. second part, we are going to confront French contemporary cinema and theatre with the literary narratives of the prostitutes of the 19th century. The depiction of prostitution and the use of the 19th and 20th century's legacy in French cinema has been a departure point for directors to criticize society's political and social failures. The many French films that deal with prostitution reflect a culture's unease and obsession with sexuality. They are realizations of the fantasies that surround the act of exchanging money for sex. 
These films basically turn the audience into voyeurs as they allow viewers to experience and explore their desires in the safety of the movie theater. Early films typically focus on the negative consequences of prostitution, while later films tend to describe prostitution as a chosen profession. An extract from the Encyclopedia of Prostitution. On the whole, we see that the 19th century elite culture is being remobilized in contemporary French cinema. Besides, the male gaze is mostly reproduced through traditional representations, which derive from the past literary references such as Nana and La Dame Camilla that we are going to see in this part. So first of all, this very dominant figure within French cinema prostitute as a victim. In Vivre sa vie, which was a film that was released in 1962, Godard created a film that references previous literary depictions of prostitution. The name of the heroine, of course, Nana, is obviously borrowed from Zola's novel. And if Godard's depiction of prostitution is less based on deviance than Zola, yet his character borrows much from the fantasy of the prostitute's fatal destiny. I mean, she enters in prostitution alone, penniless, and in Paris. So just like Zola's character, Nana experiences lots of emotions, from grace-filled moments to despair, where she's obviously the victim of men's economic domination. The film ending also says much about the 19th century legacy of the Zola character and the narratives of prostitution, as in uh, Godard's film, Nana suddenly dies by violent assassination, as if she was doomed by a profession. So even though Godard tries to depict prostitution through Nana's eyes, yet there is this strong heritage of the prostitute decadence and victimization from a male perspective which remains in the 20th century. The main theme of Vivre sa vie thus remains women's sexuality as a commodity. And because of this, Vivre sa vie has also been remobilized much more recently by a French abolitionist organization, Le Mouvement du Nid, which uh, wrote a review on, uh, on this film on the website. And uh, basically, Le Nid uses arguments used by Godard in his film to argue that prostitutes are the scapegoats of symbolic gender dominations uh, and that they are subjected to harsh oppression. They use this film to advocate for abolition of prostitution. Another current mobilization of this victimization narrative is the Hollywoodian film Moulin Rouge, starring Nicole Kidman. I chose to talk about it because I think that it is a great way to show how much the imaginary of the 19th century French brothel still is widely remembered in France nowadays, yes, but also throughout the whole Western world. In this film, we again meet with a prostitute portrayed as both a femme fatale and a victim. Satin is a seducing prostitute, yes, but she falls in love with the poor writer. And then she dreams of stopping her activity because she's in love, but she eventually is caught up with social reality and she dies, tortured between love and a vice that she wanted to escape.
However, this narrative of the prostitute as a victim is actually very ambivalent, mainly because, yes, that figure of the prostitute is a pathetic figure which many directors actually idealize. This echoes the ambivalence of the character of Nana by Zola. Alongside this victimization, there is fascination still. As Françoise Gilles explained, most of the mainstream artistic productions produce images which only remobilize terms, reinforcing the thesis of a psychological and moral degradation of these women. Then we have another prominent figure of the prostitute in current French art, directly inspired from Dumas' writing, The Prostitute as a Cape Woman, that we can mainly find in La Dame aux Camélias, written by Alexandre Dumas in 1852, Dumas actually dramatized the redemption of the courtisan transformed by love. Present artistic productions are also a way to open new paths and to mark a rupture with traditional historical narratives that are based on a male gaze. The narrative of the prostitute as a kept woman, constructed through La Dame aux Camélias, was remobilized by Arthur Nozicielle in 2018. He basically adapted Dumas' work in a theater play to criticize a continuum in terms of gender inequalities, in the past and in the present. And regarding the play's resonance nowadays, the director makes a parallel between the Me Too movement, which began in 2016, and the gendered narratives that we find in the 19th century. Now, going back to French cinema, a few radical films have uh, actually been produced to challenge the established, the collective imaginary of prostitution. And Besmois by Virginie Despont is one of the main examples. It was released in 2000 and it truly illustrates the current rupture with historical narratives of prostitution. Ce monde du, du sexe, c'est un monde que vous connaissez bien. Bah oui, forcément, c'est un monde d'hommes, je suis dedans quand même. C'est un monde d'hommes. Ouais, quel est le rôle des femmes C'est un monde d'hommes et de profits, quoi. Donc le, le rôle des femmes, en gros, c'est de faire les putes. Moi, je suis dedans, je suis dedans tout le temps, quoi. In Besmois, prostitutes are women that act alone, meaning that they act without men. And they are portrayed as active through the use of violence and revenge. Nadine, uh, a prostitute who is at the beginning shown as a victim of male domination, is actually in rupture with Zola's character of Nana, mainly because this point does not create a logic of culpabilization. On the contrary, um, her character, her prostitute character, Nadine, breaks free from her passive condition as a prostitute and appropriates the gaze. Bon, moi, je veux le pouvoir maintenant, quoi. En tant que femme, et puis aussi en tant que personne qui est pas née dans les bons quartiers, je veux le pardon. Je veux une mixité de pouvoir maintenant, sexuel et, euh, et euh, social. Je veux dire un truc maintenant, maintenant, maintenant. C'est vrai que c'est un truc de terreur tout de suite, hein. c'est un truc qui est, qui est dangereux tout de suite, c'est vrai. Un extrait d'une interview avec Virginie Despont en 1998. La prostituée est condition. And to this regard, Despont rejects traditional narratives of the prostitute, and instead of using Zola or Dumas' entrenched narrative on prostitution, she innovates. The questions that this first episode asks are obvious. We talked about fantasized figures of feminine prostitution, we cited Zola, Dumas, as being some of the main sources used by current artists to portray prostitute figures, we also talked about rupture and continuity with past narratives. But where do these narratives come from? 
how to explain this tension between a male gaze and a prostitute gaze. This is what we will tackle in the following episode. Musik, bitte. This is a song about a bad girl. Something that happened to me a long time ago. Everybody was telling me how the little girl was running around. But I had a head of my own. But I just wouldn't listen to nobody. Put you down. That's when I told Mama Lee Wade. 